Hi, this is Dr. King again. Welcome back. Krishna Rukmini, a strange love story. Krishna was now in Dwaraka. He was no more the boy of Mathura. He had grown up into an adult. Naturally, like all human beings, he too fell for the Cupid's arrows. That is, he too fell in love like a typical human being. But it was not a one-sided story, nor was it a smooth love affair. Let us discuss this love story in this episode. There was a king by name Bhishmaka who ruled over Vidarbha in central India. He had five sons and one daughter. The eldest of his sons was Rukmini, and his only daughter was called Rukmini. Rukmini was around 16 years of age at that time. She was well known for her beauty. Lot of princes were eager to marry her. One among them was Shishupala, a friend of Rukmi. Rukmi had even promised to Shishupala that he would marry his sister to him. But unfortunately, Rukmini had someone else in her mind. She had heard so much about Krishna that she had fallen in love with him. She had never even met Krishna and it was almost a one-sided affair. She wanted to marry him and none else. Her father, Bhishmaka, had no objection to her marrying Krishna. But Rukmi did not approve of that choice since he had already promised Shishupala. What was Rukmini going to do in such a case? She was an adult and definitely had her say, but she did not want to confront her elders. At the same time, she could think of none other than Krishna as her husband. In those days, different types of marriages were prevalent in India. The most preferred way was what is called Brahma Vivaha. This was the way most upper caste Brahmins married. In such marriages, the father of the girl would choose a suitable, educated boy for his daughter and marry her to him. It was mostly decided by parents on both sides. In rare cases, the girl could refuse, but generally the marriages used to fructify since both the boy and the girl were obedient to their parents and considered them as their well-wishers. But among the Kshatriyas or warrior class, what was usually followed was Swayamvara, self-choice marriage. In this case too, the girl's father almost decided the boy for his girl, but Instead of a specific one, he would normally select a panel of prospective grooms and the girl would choose one among them. The girl even had the option to reject all the grooms if she did not find anyone suitable to her. Often her choice was based on the valor and family standing of the groom. Sometimes these prospective grooms were subjected to some tests through which they were supposed to satisfy the girl about their valor. The society also had the Vaishyas or the business class. They gave more importance to wealth and financial status. In their case, it was the boy who would woo a girl by gifting her 
treasures and other luxuries. Such marriages were called Arshavivaha. The fourth class of the society, namely the Shudra, who were generally slaves to their masters, had no specific preferred way of marriage. Apart from these four classes of human beings, ancient India also talked about non-human or celestial beings. Among them, there were the Devas. The accepted form of marriage for these Devas was the so-called Gandharva Vivaha. In this marriage, consenting boy and girl would choose each other and marry with or without the parents being involved. Such marriages could be held publicly or in most cases privately. There were other non-human beings. They were the Rakshasas who are generally cruel in nature. They practiced what is called Rakshasa Vivaha. In this form of marriage, the groom would abduct the girl and marry her without the consent of her parents. The worst form of marriage was practiced among the Pishachas or the evil spirits. In their case, the boy would forcibly take hold of the girl against her wish, maybe even by torturing her if needed, and forcibly marry her. That form of marriage was called Paishachika Vivaha. This form of marriage was often scorned upon. Though each class had a preferred form of marriage, they were also free to settle for some other form depending on the circumstances. Now, what kind of marriage was suitable for Rukmini? She could not marry according to the Brahma Vivaha since her brother Rukmi would never allow her father to choose Krishna as her husband. For the same reason, she could not go through a Swayamvara, which was the most preferred form for a Kshatriya girl like her. Arsha Vivaha was not for her class of people. She could not have a Gandharva Vivaha since she had never met Krishna, nor was she sure that Krishna would be interested in her. That left the only choice of Rakshasa Vivaha. Accordingly, Rukmini sent a messenger to Krishna expressing her love to him and also explaining the delicate situation she was in. She begged Krishna to marry her in the Rakshasa style since there was no other choice. What it means is that Rukmini wanted Krishna to abduct and marry her against the wishes of her elders. The messenger travelled to Dwaraka and handed over the message of Rukmini to Krishna. It so happened that even Krishna had heard a lot about Rukmini and he too was keenly interested in her. So Krishna readily agreed to the proposal. He sent a reply informing Rukmini his acceptance. He also suggested her to wait for him in a secluded place so that he could kidnap her and marry her the way the Rakshasas did. Unmindful of all this, Rukmi arranged the Sayamvara for Rukmini. He invited many princes, Jarasandha, Dantavakra, as well as his own close friend, Shishupala, among them. It was almost certain that Shishupala would marry Rukmini. The Swayamvara was just a formality. 
at least that's what rukmi expected on the wedding day all the princes had arrived the bride was ready it was a tense moment for rukmini what if krishna did not arrive on time that would either force her to marry shishupala or have a rift with her brother she loved her brother but she was not willing to choose anyone other than krishna as promised krishna stealthily arrived in the marriage venue balarama who anticipated trouble marched with his army closely behind him the bride rukmini along with her best maids and a small band of guards reached the temple outside the palace in the garb of offering prayers to goddess she was eagerly looking around for krishna krishna did not disappoint her true to his promise he suddenly appeared from nowhere and held the hand of rukmini he lovingly led her to his chariot and started driving away towards dwarika the small band of soldiers could not stop him they could only run and report to rukmi about whatever had happened rukmi was furious he started chasing krishna with a vast army there was fierce battle and finally rukmi was completely defeated by krishna krishna was about to kill rukmi but rukmini fell on his feet and prayed krishna to spare her brother balarama to suggested krishna not to kill rukmi and finally rukmi was freed with his head shaven which is considered to be a great punishment for any self respecting kshatriya krishna took rukmini to his dwarka and married her as per her wish but in the process he bought enmity with two great warriors rukmi and shishupala shishupala not only lost his bride but also was humiliated by the way krishna snatched her from him he could do nothing but be a silent spectator to the entire drama let us continue our story in the next episode thank you